This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. A little more than a year and a half ago, we heard from the Business Roundtable. They came out, they talked about the purpose of a corporation, multiple stakeholders, yes, shareholders, but so much more, understanding all of them. And uh, that has really come into focus big time during the pandemic, the past 13 months, as we thought about inequities, we thought about racism, we thought about the gaps getting wider in our society. And as a result, we've seen brands stepping up, speaking out, and how that is more important than ever. Our next guest gets that. We welcome Scott Goodson. He's founder and CEO of the advertising and marketing agency, Strawberry Frog, has worked with Walmart, SunTrust, Emirates, P&G, so many companies, Coca-Cola. Scott is out with a new book, Activate Brand Purpose, How to Harness the Power of Movements to Transform Your Company. And he joins us on the phone in New York City. Scott, so nice to have you here with us. Um, First of all, how are you and what's the past year been like for your world? I mean, you talk to a lot of companies and I'm just curious what it's been like over the last 13 months. Well, very pretty much appreciate being on the show. Sure. Um, we wrote Activate Brand Purpose because of what we experienced over the last uh, year. Um, a lot of CEOs and you know heads of HR um, have been grappling with this concept of purpose for the last you know couple five years or so. Everyone's been talking about it. The problem is that you know it hasn't really been activated, and then all of a sudden you know everything changed, the sky fell, and people who had activated purpose had a rudder in the, in the water. They were able to kind of navigate the seas, but those that didn't were kind of thrashing about. And I think what we're seeing coming out of purpose is that company, coming out of the last year is that companies with a purpose that are activated at the core of business strategy are thriving. Well, and I want to go right to, I love that you started with HR because it's one of the things that caught my attention in the book about COVID-19 and the changing role of HR. You're right, the old HR model is no longer fit for purpose. I do feel like employees, consumers really looked at companies differently. Employees looked at their employer very differently during COVID. How has that changed? Uh, and I know you've had a lot of conversations with CEOs about this. We, we had a wonderful opportunity to connect with the CEOs of some of the largest companies in the country. Uh, I spoke with Hans Vesterberg and also Christy Panbiacci, who's the CHRO of Verizon. Um, we've spoken with some of, you know, Bill Rogers of Truist. Um, and the companies that are getting it right understand the importance of activating purpose at the cultural level within the organization. And the people who really know that are the, the people directors. And I think historically the HR group has been almost an extension of the legal department in that they've really focused on risk management. But in today's world, where we have so many emotional, physical, and financial well-being issues faced by American workers, it's really the CHRO's moment in time. It's really their opportunity to shine and stand up. And, and many of them are doing just that. And the book you know, looks at how, you know, how do you deal with a number of issues? How do you deal with the fact that people are coming out of the past year with um, concerns about their health and welfare? How, how do you deal with the fact that, you know, people are, jo- are com- joining companies and working for companies that work remotely who haven't ever been inside an office? So the importance of culture bringing to life the vision of the CEO is really a challenge. And there's another element, which is we're living increasingly in this peer-to-peer world where people are getting, you know, their inspiration and their let's say they're being um, 
moved by their peers, it's a time when you can't really lead with mandate from the top anymore. You know, those days are gone. You know, you really need to lead a corporation by creating a movement inside the organization that people feel like they're belonging to something bigger. So, right. you know, mandate, top-down mandates just don't work anymore. Hey, Scott, in your book uh, and some of the research uh, you guys shared with us ahead of time, talked about how recent stats prove that more than 87% of consumers would purchase a product because a company advocated for an issue they cared about, and more than two-thirds would refuse to do so if the company supported an issue contrary to their beliefs. I know that is very much the case with my teenage daughter, my nieces who are in their 20s and 30s, and I know I increasingly look at what a company stands for. This is what you get to, and this is why it's become such an important issue uh, for leaders and for anybody who's running a company. Yeah, if you're running a company today, you've got to move from toothless purpose to action. You need to activate your purpose uh, and show and galvanize people, your own people, and as well as consumers. They're looking for that. That's what they're asking for. And we're, you know, you have to look outside in politics and in the world around us in culture, we're living in an age of activism. You know, this is the age of the conscious consumer. They're socially aware. They're connected. So, you know, CEOs that are going to succeed are really going to need to move from being woke CEOs to being warrior CEOs. CEOs can actually put purpose at the core of their business strategy and activate it. And that's, that's what we focus on in, in Activate Brand Purpose is helping CEOs, CMOs, CHROs, and even CFOs. Like, if you think about this idea of, um, taking equity and moving it into what I would describe as a M share or a movement share. You know, if you're launching a movement, your company does have a purpose and you're activating that with movement thinking, then why couldn't you launch an M share that people can buy into? Because they're already buying into mm. the, the idea. And that's highly motivating to your daughter or your son and, and the younger generation. Well, and you know what's interesting? I recently, I mentioned talking with the CEO of Tapestry and uh, it was a CEO panel, IMAX, Mozilla, Hyatt Hotels, and we were talking about disruption as an economic driver, that you were forced, your businesses were, you didn't have a choice, were disrupted by the pandemic. But in some ways, it expedited some of the initiatives that you had in place, but maybe were going to take longer, whether it was a digital strategy or what have you. What is it about activating, though, a brand purpose is really important in terms of an economic driver. And I think it gets back to what I said before about consumers care, right? Clients care about that purpose. We just completed uh, the second purpose power index. It's the world's first empirical measure of purpose brands. We had 17,500 consumer responses in the United States, and it's absolutely clear this is what consumers are rewarding. They're rewarding brands that are activating their purpose, and they see through brands that only put purpose in their advertising or use, use it as surface. And it is of, you know, a very high um, importance to the consumers uh, who are, you know, looking into the world right now. The enormity of the challenges that we face in the planet are coming home to the younger generation, uh, millennials, you know, more than others. Of course, it's relevant to everyone, but particularly in this younger generation, they think that, you know, companies have messed up the world. And they're looking for companies that are willing to put it out there that they're willing to tackle some of these bigger issues that are threatening the planet, the civilization, or our community. And they're rewarding them for it. And that's why you're seeing, you know, company leaders coming out strongly for things that, you know, historically would never come out there. 
for, whether it's legislation or it's for sustainability and climate change. They're coming up because their consumers are demanding that there's action. And that's why you're seeing some CEOs doing it, and they're being highly rewarded for it. And those that aren't, those who, as I said, have embraced what I think is a toothless purpose, i.e., in other words, a purpose that they frame and they put it on the wall to wrap rapturous applause by their own leadership or executives, that's not going to do anything. In this new world, you can't just put your head in the sand like an ostrich and hope everything goes away. You know, there's, there's also right. council culture, which is a strong motivation for leaders to activate their purpose. Well, and it's interesting, too, though, and we talk about this a lot, Scott, when it comes to ESG, you can't just kind of slap a label on something, do greenwashing when it comes to ESG, but not actually walk the talk. And that's exactly. a lot of what you get into. And I, I guess that's what you mean by activating purpose, right? You can just, you can say, Correct. hey, we're a good company, we stand for this, but then, <laughs> then what? Well, you have to, you know, you can't just, to your point, you know, greenwash or purpose wash. I mean, we worked on um, Procter & Gamble strategy, sustainability strategy. We developed um, a approach called Future Friendly, which took, you know, elements of that company's, where they were actually making uh, significant uh, progress in sustainability, and we turned that into a strategy that could be embraced by everyone inside the company. And if you ask people inside that company today, they will tell you that they are making significant impacts in water usage mm -hmm. as, as a core pillar of the strategy. Before that, you know, if you would have just ran an ad and said, well, Tide saves you water, okay, that's a benefit, I guess, because it's cheaper. You don't have to spend so much money with hot water in your washing machine. Right. But if you have consumers that are actually looking for sustainability or ESG, proof that companies are actually making an impact, you need to figure out a strategy that you can take your CSR, your actual sustainability products and, and, and decisions that you're making, and put it in a blender and develop a purpose, right. and then activate it with a movement. Hey, listen, just got about 40 seconds here, 45, um, unfortunately, because we're running out of time. Our audience is a smart audience. It's investors, right? They're looking for trends. They're looking to understand things. What do you think they need to understand about what you are saying and what's in your book? And again, just got about 40 seconds here. I think the key thing is there are a lot of companies out there that are doing the same kind of thing. The ones that are going to break through are the ones that have a purpose. Companies and leaders who don't just start a business but actually try to solve a world problem mm. are going to end up doing extremely well. And those are the companies that will, will thrive. So, you know, I would invest in a company that has uh, a purpose that is activating it. You know, if all things being equal, if you have, for example, 10 different financial apps that are helping you pay for things, right. and one of them is taking a stand for something that is highly motivating to a large group of people, that right. app is going to do better. No, I agree, and I think the conversation has definitely shifted a lot towards more of this, uh, and, and we're seeing it. And certainly institutional investors are talking a lot more about this kind of thing. Scott, thank you so much. Scott Goodson, he's founder and chief executive officer at Strawberry Frog. Check out the book, Activate Brand Purpose, How to Harness the Power of Movements to Transform Your Company. This is something you know, you've been listening, the CEOs that we talk to, this is on their minds big time. Have a good evening, everybody. This is Bloomberg Radio.